0: Welcome to the Agents of Innovation Podcast, where we feature conversations with entrepreneurs, philanthropists, and artists. And welcome to episode nine of the Agents of Innovation Podcast. We have quite a treat for you today. The band Melodyne is on. Yes and that was Melodyne, and that was a clip from the song Paper Wings. Melodyne hails from just outside Washington DC but sometimes they like to sing about Hollywood
1: If only life was just like this oh.
0: Yes, Melodyne. They are a rock band that blends bittersweet melodies, emotionally rich vocals, atop a bed of southern-flavored alt-rock, and they have very meaningful lyrics that talk a lot about the challenges that life brings.
1: I lift my head, just like you said, I dust off my hair, you know. I feel the beats beneath my feet, and I hear keep-
0: Well, I am very privileged to have Melodyme on Episode 9 of the Agents of Innovation Podcast. Welcome back. I am your host, Francisco Gonzalez. I really appreciate you listening. As always, uh, check out Agents of Innovation Podcast on Facebook and also follow us on Twitter at Innovation. Uh, I also put up a blog on my personal website, franciscogonzalez.us, about each episode. And uh, usually we have a little theme to each one. So appreciate you listening. Uh, to that, and reading uh, and sharing this on Facebook, Twitter, and wherever you want, because you are my marketing team, and I really appreciate you doing uh, all of that. And uh, Melodyme is actually one of my favorite bands. I got to know them a couple years ago, and you'll hear a little bit more about that in the upcoming interview. If you want to hear more of their music, go to their website, Melodyme.com. That's M-E-L-O-D-I-M-E, Melodyme.com, and they've also got a fantastic charity that helps give um, musical instruments to kids in need, and that is called Now I Play Along 2. Um, and you can visit that website at nowiplayalong2.com. And uh, anyway, we'll be featuring Melodyme in just a moment. Okay, well, now on the Agents of Innovation podcast, we are going to be joined by one of my favorite bands, Melodyme, and uh, we're here with the uh, full band. We have Bradley Rhodes, uh, Sammy, and Tyler Dewis, and also Jonathan Wiley. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, man. Well, hey, uh, this is a little awkward because you guys are in Nebraska, and you're getting uh, uh, ready to get geared up, and uh, I know you're... You've got a lot going on when you're out there on the road, uh, but hey, I, I first came across you guys. Um, I guess it's been a little over two years now, but I feel like it's been like ten years. Uh, and you were playing a Rock by the Sea uh, festival in Panama City Beach that year, and I had actually never heard your music before. Uh, and you know, we get that's one of the great privileges of coming to an event like Rock by the Sea is you get to learn um, a lot of new, you know, get to kind of get introduced to a lot of new music. And you guys were one of them, and now you're one of my favorite bands, and I, and I know you all pretty well now. Uh, you guys have played multiple Rock by the Seas, even the light versions or the not-so-light versions uh, that we do. So, um, And then I saw you guys play on the Rock Boat um, on two different years. Uh, one year you went on, and you were, uh, I don't know, I feel like very few people knew who you were, and then the next year you come on and half the people are wearing your shirts and coming to all your shows and... Uh, and, you know that's a that's a uh, for those that aren't familiar with the Rock Boat, there's close to three thousand people that come on that every year. A lot of great music fans. So um, in all that time, the last couple of years, uh, how have you guys seen your fan base uh, grow and evolve, and where did it all start from?
2: Yeah, I think the past uh, two three years has definitely been um, been the best for us in terms of, of growing a fan base, and uh, because of that, it's enabled us to be able to go out on the road uh, much more and you know, play these new cities, play these, um, you know, different venues where, you know, I think the rock boat and rock by the sea kind of, you know, started all of that, you know, out for us by really helping us build and and find people who were passionate music fans. Um, so yeah. And tell me a little bit too. I know that,
0: so you went on the rock boat the first year, I guess, back in, uh, January of 2014 Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, again, a lot of those people are big music fans, and my understanding is that a lot of them hosted you at house shows and and came to different uh, events that you played around the country. What was that experience like?
2: Yeah, we've done probably um, around eighty or so home shows in the past like year and a half, and and a lot of those hosts, probably you know 90 percent of those hosts were uh, people that we met on the rock boat. And uh, so that's been, it's been cool. It's a completely different experience when it comes to touring because you have these, these intimate shows that are, you know, either in somebody's living room or in their backyard. And uh, it's a great way to kind of introduce yourself into a new city as opposed to, you know, trying to play a, a venue in that city and, um, you know, struggle to get people out. You kind of already have this, this built in crowd of, of people who are very attentive um, for the most part and, Uh, You really get to know know the fans on a much more personal level rather than, uh, you know, if you play a venue and everybody is is out the door by the very end. And, you you know, for those, you shake a few hands and and thank them for coming out and and that's it. So I think it's uh, a cool thing that we kind of stumbled upon to, um, yeah, allow us to make those connections and, and build in kind of a different way.
0: Well, you guys are from uh, just outside Washington, D.C., in the northern Virginia area, and so I know you tour a lot up and down the East Coast, but as uh, we mentioned at the top here, you're out in Nebraska now, and you're getting all over the country. Um, How did you guys, going back to the beginning of forming your band, I know you guys all come from different musical roots, Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, how each of you, uh, you know, your own music experiences and how you got involved with Melodyne?
3: Yeah, yeah. I think growing up, all individually, besides uh, the brothers, we um, we grew up playing in churches. We started around the age of 11 or so, and um, that just uh, <clears throat> helped us fall in love to me, with music and, and helped us to learn how to play for other people and, and uh, kind of feel out of room. And um, so that's that's where it all started, I guess. And then um, <clears throat> Tyler and Brad had met at the very end of high school and, uh, decided to play a few shows together and, um, they looped me in and, uh, it just kind of took off from there. Um, we so thought, we're, so we're, we're hearing right now for those listening from Sammy Dewis, who plays
0: a uh, bass and keyboards for Melodyne, And, and so, uh, Ty, you know, is also, uh, is on drums and, uh, and Brad's on the lead singer. And for those, uh, we'll hear from Jonathan Wiley as well, who's, uh, uh on lead guitar. So, but, uh, Sammy, uh, keep going.
3: Um, yeah, so once we started, I think we, we felt like we were kind of onto something, even if we were the only ones that, that thought it at the time. And, uh, you know, we were faced with the the whole college thing versus not going and pursuing this. And, um, so this is what we went for and, and, uh, you know, we're, we we were getting somewhere on a small scale and released an album and then, uh, <clears throat> It just kept growing from there. I guess we started playing more like the colleges in Virginia and uh, surrounding states and stuff. And then um, started getting linked up with cooler things like Rock by the Sea and and where that took us. And then uh, we met John two years ago. And uh, for a while there, we were um, renting guitar players uh, just to to fill out the sound and to to match what was on the CDs and stuff. So we were, we wanted to full-time guy and um we got stuck with him
0: (laughs) well i remember uh actually when i first met you guys you were going through a couple different uh guitar players for rent uh including one our our friend paul fowl uh who's actually been on uh this podcast as well but uh uh, i think when you found jonathan wiley you guys definitely found something special there i think all can agree thanks man
3: (laughs) He is special.
0: <laughs> he, he is special, and he he's just like a little like I don't know. When you see him on stage, he's just uh, uh, he just provides so much energy. Um, not that there wasn't energy before, but it's like uh, it's like you guys were had a lot of energy, and then you inserted a little Red Bull, um, and that's <laughs> you know he just jumps all over the stage. And uh, I remember on the first rock boat you all went on, uh, which was his as well. Uh, he uh, I, I remember watching Ed Kowalik in uh from the former lead, the lead singer of the the band formerly known as Live, uh, come down at like two in the morning and play some cover songs, and John just jumped right in there with him. <laughs> and I just uh, I was just like, wow, this guy's just having the life right here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but John, what was it like joining uh, Melodyne? Uh, what were you doing before, and uh, how'd you get connected with these guys? Well, beforehand, I was just kind of I was just playing music around the Virginia area with different bands just as a sideman playing with whoever called as a gun for hire
3: but i had always like growing up i had always been attracted to the idea of a band of like a, you know a group of guys that like
0: that was it that that was your you know a, a real team of people with the same goals and same motivation so i had met sam do as a we were both filling in for other players
1: uh, in a random cover band in D.C. and we just kind of like, we, I we think we both realized that we played well together and he asked me and uh, if I was interested in a band and
0: it kind of t- took off from there. So uh, Sammy, earlier you mentioned that you guys had some of you guys had started college. Did any of you guys ever finish college, or you just uh, kind of to drop the books and uh, and, and hit hit the uh, the music?
3: Um, John did all four years. Yeah, uh,
2: and then Tyg and Brad did a semester. Yeah, and we were. Well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Tennessee, and Tyg was in um, Southern Virginia, and uh, yeah, we did the first semester both of us majoring in physical education. <laughs> I <made> the <laughs> <list too. laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we came home and we we said we were going to do community college. But, uh, you know, the second that we were all in the same state, uh, we pretty much just played music the whole time and, you know, didn't do the whole school thing.
0: So, you know, many people listening that are maybe uh, – you know, maybe maybe there's some young people listening that are in high school or college, and are or maybe they're inspired by music or some other passion that they have. Uh, what was that decision like to kind of say, hey, you know, a lot of people are pushing uh, me to, you know, maybe get a college education because, you know, hey, that's where <laughs> that's where jobs might be out in the future, despite this passion I have right now. Uh, what was that decision like, and uh, do you think it's worked out for you? What do you th- what would you recommend to other people?
2: Yeah, it's a funny because i think if we had stayed in college it's kind of like an unknown because you kind of get involved in everything and over time you know there was a i don't know if we would have kept going so we wanted to get back and make sure that we could keep doing this and with the four years like being away from home we could probably do a lot more and we kind of lose a lot of ground wasting four years on college <laughs> <laughs> it was a. Uh there's definitely a lot of people I think in the first couple years that you know when we show our faces at home again that are like oh well you know like when are you going back and what's the like what's your plan moving forward and I think after um, you know people saw our actual commitment to the band um, and saw that it wasn't just like a hobby but it was something that we were you know it was a it was a business startup you know for the most part for us um, you know people began to uh, understand that a little bit more and, and know that we, we knew exactly what we wanted to do when we were, you know, 18, 19 years old. So we wanted to, you know, start that up as soon as possible.
0: So rather than just accumulating the student loans and, <laughs> and then going to play music or yeah, not I mean, being able to honestly, play music, cause you got to pay those
2: off. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think school was like, you know, we could always, um, go back to school if we need to. And I think, um, uh, the band was something that we felt like we needed to start as soon as possible, um, given how competitive the the music industry is. So that's, you know, what kind of helped us make that decision. So, uh, so Sammy and
0: Ty, you guys um, both, uh, you know, obviously being brothers uh, my understanding is you come from a, a background um, where your family has been real involved in music. And I know uh, part of that story has also contributed to a charity that the band has started. Uh, now I play along too. Can you tell me a little bit about the, uh, you know, your family's musical experience and and how that also contributed to the start of this charity that you guys started?
3: Sure. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, the last couple generations, there wasn't a whole lot um, involved with music. Uh, our older brother got a classical guitar scholarship, um, but other than the three of us boys. Uh, there weren't really any serious musicians in the family um, until we go back to our great-grandfather. So that story was that um, he and his four brothers, um, their parents had come over from Ireland and they settled in Missouri. And uh, they were just kind of dirt poor and trying to, to survive um, work in the land and stuff and, and definitely didn't have the money for anything extracurricular, but I guess um, some anonymous person thought that uh, they might enjoy um, these gifts of of musical instruments. So one morning um, somebody knocked on the door and when they answered it, there was nobody there except that there was an instrument for each of the five boys. Um, So they each picked one and um, we were told that they Played until the day that they died, and like in their 20s and stuff, and maybe even in their high school years, uh, that they kind of were out on the streets playing for for extra money and stuff, and helped the family out um, by playing music and stuff. And they would do like the the town parties and stuff like that. So we thought that that was a cool story, and when we were recording our third album, we wanted to kind of do something special with the album that um, wasn't just about seeing you know if it could get on the radio or seeing how famous we could get from it but we wanted to to kind of give something back as we as we uh, promoted it so when we heard that story we thought that that was kind of perfectly in line with with what we were thinking and that we could continue the spirit of that story by giving people instruments with the money that we raised from the album so that's uh, how Now I Play Along 2 started, and um, that's kind of our goal.
0: That's cool. That's a very good story. And it's also neat that you guys were taking all the proceeds from your album, uh, The Sinners and Saints, uh, where the Sinners and Saints collide, uh, to, uh, to donate all those proceeds to this charity. Um, how, uh, so now, now I like Play Along 2 has been around, and uh, I know you guys have taken some, you did a, a trip, I think that was last year, to Haiti uh, to, to, uh, how was, what was that trip all about?
2: That was, uh, you know, I think it was June of last year that we went there and, um, that was our first instrument drop, uh, since the charity got started. And, um, the idea of it was that, you know, there was this orphanage that was built for about 40 kids who lost their parents, uh, in the earthquakes. And, um, at the time that we were contacted, the person who kind of oversaw the building of this orphanage uh, told me that they were at a point of uh, you know, being able to get the kids fed um, all their meals. They had places to sleep. They were able to get an education by day, but what they were lacking was um, anything in the extracurricular area, and the director of the orphanage um, is very involved in music and, and wanted to see uh, music become a part of their program, so she heard about what we were starting with. Now I play along too. And, uh, asked if we would be willing to go over there. So, uh, kind of fell into our laps, right. As this whole thing was getting started. So we, we brought, um, an orchestra of instruments for the most part. Um, the first time that we went over and, uh, with the idea that we were going to start this music school. And during that time, we, we met with the kids, we got to know them and we played in a lot of their classrooms during the day. And we, uh, we also went out to meet some music teachers to find people to to keep the whole thing sustainable and and to go back and visit a couple times a week to teach lessons with your instruments that we brought. So in this past year, there's been two teachers who have been going over to uh, to teach the lessons, and um, we're actually going back uh, shortly to to bring more instruments and um, you know see how things are going.
0: Well, well, that's awesome. Um, I mean, that that was. Just a really cool thing you guys did there. And uh, I know this coming uh, September 24th through the 26th, we're just a couple of weeks away now. Um, Rock by the Sea is holding an event called Rock by the Sea Light. And I know the major Rock by the Sea um, event is in May, uh, the larger one. And uh, you guys have teamed up with Rock by the Sea uh, with Now I Play Along 2 uh, to do an event in late September. There's going to be 11 bands and artists. Uh A lot of good ones in that lineup, and I know people can find everything at rockbythesea.org. But uh, most of the uh, event is going to be raising money for Now I Play Along too, and you guys are going to do something a little special raising money for the uh, Franklin County uh, Library there, which is uh, where St. George Island, Florida is located in Franklin County. And uh, right on the Gulf Coast there, beautiful island for those of you who haven't been there. It's a must visit, uh, a hidden gem, uh, Florida's forgotten coast, they call it. Uh, but guys, uh, tell me what a little bit, uh, I know you guys have had some experience with the Franklin County Library before. What are you doing there uh, uh, this September?
2: Yeah, we um, like you said before, we've done we've been doing Rock by the Sea for the past uh, I want to say three years, and it's been a couple couple times a year for uh, both Rock by the Sea and Rock by the Sea Light. And um, every time that we've gone down there, we've visited the Franklin County library and uh, just to play songs with the kids and and, um, answer some of their questions. And, you know, usually they'll, they'll bring guitars as well or their instruments and they'll come and perform for us or with us. And uh, so we've gotten to know them pretty well at this point. And uh, we wanted to do something fairly similar to what we're doing in Haiti that we, we wanted to get a music school up and running for them. It's a, it's an after school program where you know the kids are going whose parents may not really be in the picture as much and um so we we wanted to do a similar thing having a, a instructor go over and teach some lessons and and get them set up with with a bunch of instruments as well um to add that aspect to their after school program so yeah that's what um that's what the goal is with this upcoming festival that we have and you know what we can hopefully you know raise a lot of money to to get started. Well, awesome. Um, well, you guys. Uh, for those that are listening, uh,
0: you know, you guys have been listening to Melodyne here talk about their experiences as a band, and um, and also I just think it's really cool. It's not pr- probably not too many bands out there, especially. I mean, uh, no offense, guys, but you're not at the John Mayer level yet. You know they have uh, that have charities that are donating uh, time and resources to um, to uh, uh, you know some really good causes here, and, and really taking a lot of their time. Uh, something else, I you know I've noticed with you guys. You guys uh, as a band. I mean, obviously your music's amazing. Um, it's hard to describe to people who haven't heard it before or haven't seen you live. It's a lot of uh, real high energy stuff, but also you guys have a ver- very uh, deep and thoughtful lyrics. Um, who's the uh, the main songwriter here, and and what has uh, been the uh, most inspiration behind your lyrics? What are you trying to say to people?
2: I think lyrically, it's something that I, you know, I like to do a lot. And, um, inspiration wise, I think that's, uh, I think it's, it changes throughout the years, but I mean, mainly just going through life and, and any, um, you know, experiences that we go through, we try to, uh, you know, capture those and, um, you know, hopefully, you know, give words to people who are going through the same things but can't quite articulate it and, and need somebody to, to articulate it for them. Um, so everything from, you know, relationships to, uh, you know, the last album being very, you know, heavily themed with, with redemption and hope. And, you know, that was coming from a place of our band and, and where each of us were individually. And, and we all sat around and, and talked about that beforehand so we could make sure that we were, you know, coming out with an album that was honest and something that was, uh, you know, really heartfelt on our end so that people could, uh, you know, sense that and, and have it help them along as well. Does that answer your question?
0: Yeah, no, sure. Does anyone else want to chime in or? Nah. <laughs> All right, well, good. Well, no, thank you. That's, that's great. Uh, well, I also noticed uh, you guys now have reached a level of having a fan club and... Um, <laughs> Uh the uh the Melomaniacs, is that right? That's
2: yeah. correct.
0: Okay, and uh I'm I'm actually uh technically part of this because I'm on the Facebook group. Um and apparently it's not, you know, it's kind of exclusive, I guess to be on the Facebook group some days. Uh there's a <laughs> there's an <laughs> acceptance and <a laughs> but anyway, uh wanted to ask you what um I see the Melomaniacs, they're posting stuff in that group all the time and they're showing up to all your shows. Um also and I'm a culprit of a little bit of this too. You guys are, are, are really great at um, uh, with promotion. I know um, your your manager Dave Jennings does a great job in getting you all over the place. But uh, you guys have these stickers that you know people uh, put on at all the shows uh, that you guys give out. And uh, but what,
2: what... <laughs> you mean you?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I give out. I give out. I'm, I'm thinking of that. But <laughs> but uh, tell me a little bit about the Melomaniacs and uh, the relationship with the band now.
3: Yeah, that was something that that um, they started on their own. Uh, we didn't really have a whole lot to do with it when they when the idea sparked, and uh, they all kind of jumped in a, a group together and and they run it. Um, we're not admins or anything on the group, but they named it and they. Uh, there's they are just maniacs <laughs> um, so
0: so for those that are listening um if you want to also be a melomaniac just go to facebook and type in melomaniacs in the search bar and i'm sure you'll find it
3: mm-hmm. yeah there's only one melomaniacs <laughs> <laughs> and it's a uh, it's a special uh, it's a special group
0: of people but uh they they come to a lot of the shows i see and I, and I, that must be um something that's been increasing uh, attendance at your shows because if you're, if you're a melomaniac, you're probably telling your friends about coming as well.
3: Yeah it's been awesome. I mean they live up to their name. they, uh, they, they travel all over to see us and uh, I think we were in Green Bay on uh, Saturday and we had folks from over 10 states in Canada represented there. So people like fly in for certain things. it's, it's crazy.
0: Well but that's they, like, awesome. Um, well, I was at your show, speaking of flying in, um, you know, I'm going to just tell everybody I'm a big Melodyne fan. I went up for the New Year's Eve show in Washington, D.C. Well, I guess it was in Vienna, Virginia, at your hometown place. You guys played with Paul Pfau and Steve Everett, and that was just an uh, unbelievable show. Three of my favorite musicians and bands there, um, and, and it was fun to count down the New Year's with you guys. But uh, that was a packed show. But you guys, that, that jo- Jam and Java and some of the venues around there are some of your normal normal spots in Northern Virginia, right?
2: Yeah, Jam and Java was um, one of the first venues that we played, you know, nine years ago, eight nine years ago, and uh, yeah, that was kind of home for us for, for a while. And recently, in the past couple of years, we've we've gone back to uh, to playing there again. It's a cool spot. Well, awesome. Well, I really appreciate you guys' time here
0: uh, on the podcast. Are there any uh, last uh, uh, comments, advice, uh, things you want to pass on to some people that may be listening here?
2: I think they've heard us talking now. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, I guess you guys are uh, you guys are a little more talkative when you're up on stage. Well, maybe not Sammy. <laughs>
3: Shut
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, all right, guys. Well, I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for your time. And we're going to uh, end this podcast here um, with one of the songs. Uh, again, this is a song that you guys wrote. Um, it's called uh, Brothers. Brothers. And uh, uh, Brad or, or one of you guys, you guys want to introduce the song here and tell us a little bit of, about uh, what it's about.
2: Yeah, this is the same story that uh, Sammy told earlier about the the beginnings of the charity. and um, this tells the, the whole story of their great grandfather and, and um, how it came to be that he got uh, his hands on instruments and and what that did for his family and, and you know later on through generations, what that did for us.
0: Well, awesome. Well, thank you guys for being on uh, the podcast, and, and we'll, we'll listen now to you,
2: brothers. Awesome, man. Thanks for having us. Thank you.
1: They played songs with pots and pans, with clapping hands and joyful tones, with the music underneath the warm heartbeat of home. Yeah, the brothers played, 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 and mother, she sang along too, turning music into bread and strumming dreams into the truth. They found their way. Branches from their roots and the fruit of which still feeds the earth today Is the brothers play? La, la, la. not gifts but love simple smiles and songs were shared to fill the air above they heard a knock upon their door one early morn and came to find violins guitars and more the songs were born by night as the brothers played played, played. the neighbors they sang a Brothers played, they would ounce the old stone streets, they strum their strings and beat their trunks. Pur would stomp their feet, toss coins. Virginia boys both play to their great grandpa's song. They travel in their rolling home to lands unknown and seek to find eager hearts upon the road to fill with song and rhyme. Yeah, the brothers play, 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 and now I Strumming trees into the truth They found their way, way, way Growing branches from their roots And the fruit of which still breathes the earth today Cause the brothers played. La, 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 la